This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Garden Show is brought to you by the Urban Nature Store. Everything for folks who love wild birds. Six GTA locations including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt on the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, here with Charlie. And uh, lining up the callers already. Oh, are we? I can see the lines are starting to ring. But I'll give the phone numbers in just a flash. Okay. Did you know, uh, Shirley... <laughs> Shirley and I drove out to High Park yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, what a foolish venture that was. Yeah, so much Boy, for going to High Park. Folks, eh? you had to watch those beautiful cherry blossoms. We made it, I think, around the first curve. <laughs> and then the traffic was just yeah. like going on forever. But Sebastian, yes. who's out in the other room answering yes. the phones, went and he walked yep, much yep. smarter than anybody driving. Absolutely. And said it was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, well, we had a chance to see some of the uh, blossoms down as you're ex- Exiting, you can see at least eight trees uh, on the way out, and they're absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. Wow. But, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm amazed. It's yeah. become such a big thing all of a sudden, the cherry blossoms. This year. Yeah. They, those trees have other. been there for 50 years or longer. <laughs> but a great, great thing to do with, uh, for, with mom in mind, Tickle. if you can <clears throat> walk a little bit. Yeah. Walk, uh, scooter, uh, ride a bike, don't drive. You but had a if, great idea. Mm. Getting a drone in there. <laughs> Flying by drone. <laughs> <laughs> have a peek at things. I think they'd actually have a camera doing something like that. Yeah. Well, anywho, I better get the numbers on the air because folks want to ask you questions of their garden, whether it be cherry blossoms or whatever. Here we go. In Toronto, phone, phone number is 416-360-0740. Then anywhere else in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Our little mantra is call early, call often, one question per call. And as you talk to Sebastian when you call in, let him know that you're a first-time caller. And you'll get that little welcome. Wings. Your wings. Your yeah. garden wings. And a big welcome from us. You got it. All right. Announcements. I could spend probably the whole hour you doing could. announcements, but I won't. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I know that'll make you happy. Your, your eyes glaze over when I do too many announcements. <laughs> so just quickly, plant sales, plant sales, plant sales. Today is the day, and this is the weekend, obviously. So I mentioned a whole bunch of Hort Societies mm-hmm. the last two weeks. I won't mention them again, but I will tell you that the Royal Botanical Gardens is holding their 39th annual spring plant sale. It started last Wednesday for members only, and it finishes today at 12.30 p.m. It's in the Arboretum, of course, open to the public now, which is on Old Guelph Road in Dundas. Free admission, of course, but there's all kinds of great help there. Master gardeners, plant experts, uh, an incredible uh, selection of past favorites, the latest cultivars, and unusual plants if there's any left, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a really big, big sale. People line up 
like overnight for that one. Toronto Botanical Gardens also holding their annual plant sale this past few days, and they are open to the public today and tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and they're located at 777 Lawrence Avenue East at Leslie. All right, uh, Garden Club meeting, Agent Court Garden Club meeting is being held on May 11th at 8 p.m. The speaker is Peter Keeping. Uh, speaking on clematis, he will be selling some clematis and giving you all kinds of information. He knows an awful lot about it. They meet at the Knox United Christian Educational Centre, 2575 Midland Avenue at Shepherd in Toronto. Uh, Tuesday, May 12th, 7.30 p.m., the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society general meeting and free lecture on vertical gardening with veggies by Ken Brown. Guests welcome and refreshments are included. They meet at the Scarborough Village Community Centre, 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. And one more uh, for Tuesday, May the 19th, is the New Market Garden Club holding their May general meeting. The topic is Playing With Your Pots with Angie Menon, sister of Lorraine Menon. Many of you know um, their Pathways to Perennials is the, the uh, company they own. Two, they meet at 200 Doug Duncan Drive in Newmarket. And uh, I'm off to pick up the warm poop uh, today. A worm. Uh, <laughs> a worm. I think it's warm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> oh, warm geez. thing to pick up on a warm oh, day. Okay. Dear, worm. That, that w- did not go well at O-R-M. all. O-R-M. Worm castings. Correct. Yes. Riverdale Horticultural Society sent me a little note. But I had remembered I'm heading out today between 10 and 2 to pick them up. Pick them up. How many bags are you picking 70, up? What, one, one, one uh, seventy-pound bag. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of worm poop. That it. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a picture. Okay. Of yeah, how big the bag is. All right. Because I'd be interested. I mean, it's great stuff. Can't go wrong. Well, there you go. And uh, yeah, it's a wonderful thing that they do. You know your stuff. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I know my poop. Oh, not allowed to say that. Say that on the air. Oh my gosh. Okay, we got to get going here, and we're going to be back in just moments. Uh, First, oh, we had an email. Have you got that uh, little? I've got it. You've got it. it. We (laughs) have an email, but you have have the email. Yes. Well, uh, it's it's from uh, Dean Malley, who is with the the folks at uh, Sierra Sierra Sill out in Vancouver, and now there's a new Sierra Sill product. It's called Sierra Sill Joint Formula Active. And it's a brand new product on the shelves. Uh, it's Sierra Sill Joint Formula Active. The new active formula contains cumur, cumur, no, uh, curcumin. Curcumin. But it's Mariva yeah. curcumin. That's right. Which and a half dose of Sierra Sill Mineral Complex. So it's even more effective. Well, they're saying think, eh? the, it's a natural active ingredient in the spice turmeric. Okay, and it's clinically proven to have a higher analgesic effect than acetaminophen. So that's what this is all about. So pain in your joints and any and, and other pain that's not necessarily joint based is going to be helped by this newest formulation. So How do you say it again? Same anti-inflammatory properties as yeah. the regular joint formula 14, but the active formula is effective at reducing pain as well. So it's called Mariva. Curcumin. Curcumin. Right. But think, think of turmeric. You know what turmeric... So, okay, people throughout Asia have benefited from the healthful effects of curcumin for centuries. Curcumin is the orange pigment in turmeric, which is the primary ingredient in curry. 
Are you listening? I'm looking at the pronunciation. Uh, yeah, but there it's we are. spelled okay. wrong there. Yeah, okay. And is a potent antioxidant that offers numerous health benefits, including supporting joint health and cardiovascular function and helping to maintain the body's normal inflammatory response. Mariva curcumin, phytosome. It's a unique curcumin extract, significantly better absorbed than other extracts. Check it out wherever you buy any Sierra Sil product. We'll talk more about it. Comes with the later. same 14-day guarantee. Yeah. Or your money back if, it's, if you don't feel better. So, more information. Check them out on, by phoning them, one joint 14 or on the web, sierrasil.com. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. All right, Charlie, all set to get digging in the garden? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, let's help Teresa out here. She's calling from Penetang, north of Barrie there, way north. Hello, Teresa. Yes, good morning. Morning. Um, I have a question about uh, uh, spring uh, apple trees and Mm -hmm. pear trees Mm -hmm. with uh, dormant oil. Yep. Um, I've already sprayed in April when we got the the warm spell, but now I wonder the the green little green leaves have come out, and I was wondering when I can spray again. Okay, so you won't be spraying with the dormant oil. No. With the little green leaves there. No. No. No, you can spray. Like, remember, it's a, the dormant spray is both oil, horticultural oil, and lime sulfur. So if you've sprayed once with the mix and the weather was appropriate, it was above zero, and it didn't rain within 24 hours of, of a thorough spraying, that, and the, the apples and peaches and pears are no longer truly dormant because you're seeing the green, uh, you can spray with the lime sulfur only, but I would not spray with the oil. And, okay. of course, you will add water to the lime sulfur. I'm sorry? You will mix with water. Yes. Before, just the lime sulfur. Okay. And but, you, uh, how much water? It'll tell you on the package. Okay. If, like, mm-hmm. And when, when do I spray that? Um, you could, as long as you're not getting rain, which you might, because there are thunderstorms supposed to be going through this weekend. Right. Because you want to make sure that there, there's a good 24-hour period where yes. the spray stays on the tree. Mm-hmm. So you're good. The only time you absolutely never, ever, ever spray a fruit tree is when it is in flower. I, I don't spray. You do not spray. No. When a tree, when any fruit tree has flowers open right. on it. Right. Okay. That's the only time. It's absolutely mm-hmm. illegal to spray a fruit tree with an insecticide when the flowers are open. So do not spray when the flowers are open. But and like I say, I wouldn't spray today because the no. weather isn't optimal. No, but maybe for- maybe Monday, Tuesday. Or Wednesday, I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the, the weather yes, forecast. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, you could do that again because you're right. It's very much of a preventative spray. Okay, so uh, do I apply the uh, lime sulfur with water only once or? Well, you know what? That brings up an interesting question. Um, fruit, the care of fruit trees is very much dependent on the weather because fungal diseases and insects are, are connected. Their, their populations are often connected to weather. So, you know what? Why don't I, next week, I'm going to give a rundown on what you're spraying for and when. But of course, people in St. Catharines would be spraying before people in Penetang because they're 
ahead of them in terms of weather. Yes. Uh, but, uh, but you're right. It is a good question now that we are limited in terms of the uh, insecticides available to us. Mm-hmm. So that might be a really good thing for me to spend a little time on next week. So I'm going to scribble myself a note and you listen up next week and we'll start with fruit trees. Yeah, I read someplace that you can uh, wrap a cardboard around the, around the tree to attract, uh, I don't know if it's uh, the... Uh, uh, the the bugs to lay their eggs on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, not cardboard. No. Um, yeah, there's some gypsy moths and tent caterpillars will climb up the trunk of the tree from the ground and start chewing. So people will wrap something called tangle foot around the trunk of the tree. Tanglefoot. Tanglefoot. It's it's like a a bandage with sticky stuff on it. Mm -hmm. And you wrap that around the trunk of the tree, and that stops a lot of the the highway um, opportunity for some of these insects to climb up and down the trunks of, you know, very tasty trees, like fruit trees. What about uh, fly coils? Uh, except they're sticky both sides. So yeah, you, it's use the right product. So let's, uh, like I said, let's start off next week with that. Yeah. Okay. And avoid cardboard because you'll be making a hotel if you put just yeah. cardboard. Oh. Uh, insects will hide underneath it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Teresa. We, okay. Thank you. Thank much, you. Uh, Take care. Charlie. All right. Thanks yeah, for your call. Bye. Take care of a uh, penetang for us there. And happy Mother's Day. Yeah, yes, indeed. Yeah. Now we're just we're uh, right on to our uh, next break here. Oh. So let's get that done. Well, wait. Look, can what? I just say one thing? Do can I have you a say minute? Ah, uh, well, okay. Okay, please. <laughs> well, I got a message from Bob Martin. Yeah. Bob Martin runs Martin Farms okay. uh, down near St. Catharines. Yeah. He sent this message. To, to share with everybody. He said, tell your listeners that they don't have to plant all their tomato plants just yet. We, as in we gardeners in Ontario, are nine to ten days ahead of last year. And, and the growers are finding that because the weather has been so nice, people are buying like crazy. The retailers are, are shipping, you know, yeah, yeah, ordering sure. and selling. So right now... Bob says he's nine to ten days ahead of last year in orders of vegetables. He's a very big vegetable grower. So by Saturday, today, he's going to be completely out of any of his first planting of vegetables. And everybody has to wait a week for the next ones to be big enough to be in the stores. So remain calm. Keep busy until fresh stock is available. Don't give up. There's lots more coming. But his point was, you know, if you don't get your vegetables now, lots more coming into the stores because he's growing it. Stay calm and carry on. That's right. Which we'll do after these words on AM740, The Garden Show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusive on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And as we rejoin the folks, uh, let you know we have one free line, 416-360-0740, or anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Let's say hi to Barbie in Burlington. Hi, Barbie. Good morning. Good morning. 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 I have a... Uh, real puzzle. I have uh, been at a, I was at a function where um, it was a garlic festival mm-hmm. years ago, and I bought two sea buckthorn plants, 
And I understand there has to be a boy and there has to be a girl, but one of them died off, and I can't tell how to how to <laughs> distinguish whether I've got a boy or a girl. It's not as simple as just lifting a leaf, I take it. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this is a really good question because you do want the beautiful fruit. They Bo- are amazing. They're gorgeous. I just love the taste. Oh, really? Eh? Oh, yeah. I've never. I don't know if I've ever, ever eaten them. They're between a, an orange and a lemon. They're uh-huh. uh, really tart, but uh, not not as sour as lemon, but uh, the and very healthy for you. Wow. Okay. So I got all excited about this and wanted to grow them in, uh, on the property, and I've lost one. Mm. So I just, my problem is I don't know whether it's a boy or a girl. Yeah. How, how can I tell? You know, because I'm just double checking this because, uh, okay, shrubs, leaves. So they reach uh, about one and a half. Oh, well, it says anywhere from one and a half to 20 feet tall. <laughs> so be yes. careful about I'm, that. I'm hoping not for the 20 feet tall. I think yeah. I'd come back before that. I would hope so, yeah. So it is dis- dioecious, which means separate male and female plants. Yeah. The male produces brownish flowers, which produce wind-distributed pollen. Mm-hmm. The female plants produce orange berry-like fruit, six to nine millimeters, soft, juicy, rich in oils. Okay, it's not telling us what the female flower yeah. looks See, they're, like. They're, they were small. I mean, they were basically uh, not much bigger than a, a geranium or tomato plant you would buy to put in the garden mm-hmm. at the time I bought them. And uh, I <laughs> is one of them flowering now yet? Or no. like, if the, you're not seeing anything yet? No. Okay. All I've got is some green leaves right now. All right, and it might be a maturity thing too. Sometimes plants don't. Ha- did you have any berries last year? No. No, there was there there they're just I think still too young. I need I think they need four or five years before anything exciting happens. I'm not sure, but okay, like yeah, I was going to say because that's often the case that you know it does take a little while for things to reach a size where you can um, you know they're mature enough to actually flower and then fruit. Yeah. However, um, so I'll tell you what you do. Keep an eye on the plants mm-hmm. uh, or the plant and as it's like watch for flowers. Mm-hmm. As soon as you begin to see little tiny buds because at where each of those leaves are or you're starting to see the little leaves coming out, you'll see right between the main stem and the leaf a little round bud will start to form. And that's the flower bud. And it won't be very large when the flower opens. So keep an eye. And when you do see the flower, if you're not sure whether it's a male or female, try and get as close up of a photograph as you can and email it to me. Will do. Okay, and then we by that way, maybe we can figure out whether it's a male or a female. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I could try and locate the the grower again. I I, I don't recall where I got. You know, it was just a stand at a a garlic festival. Burlington, but the. there must be places where you can buy these. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you are in Burlington, there's oh, between there's Terra greenhouses. There's all kinds of things in your neighborhood where you could yeah. uh, get another one. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, so let's f- sort out what you've got. And I will tell you, it's a male plant that when it's distributing pollen is very obviously distributing pollen. Okay. Right? A little bit of a bang to the shrub and this whole poof of dust and just 
emerges from those flowers. And, and the you, allergy sufferers will love me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, and you know that that's pollen when that happens, whereas okay. a female flower will not do that. A little bang to the plant and nothing happens. Okay. Okay, so that, that might help you a little bit as well. And I'll see if I can find out exactly what a female flower looks like, and if I can, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Thanks, Barbie. Thanks, Barbie. Thank you. All righty. You are listening to The Garden Show, AM 740, Zoomer Radio. Let's check in with Anna in Brampton. Good morning, Anna. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. You know what? This is not a problem, but but I don't know if it's unique about this certain plant. Mm -hmm. I forget the name of the plant. Are you there? Yes, we're here. Okay. Um, All the Europeans have them on their verandas in the summer. Oulanda. Oleander. Oh, thank you. That's it. <laughs> okay, I've had one for six years, uh-huh. not one bloom. Uh-huh. La- last summer, it grew up about five feet uh-huh. and full of blooms and fr- right from spring onward. Oh, my. Okay, so all summer, no, the end of, well, November-ish, I brought it in, mm-hmm. kept it in my kitchen near the window, and it grew those the old blooms fell, mm-hmm. new ones bloomed, mm-hmm. all white roses. Oh, so it went from pink to white. Do you know what? And the pinks were just loose petals. Oh, really? Maybe I don't know, an inch and a half circular. Well, these were each little branch and some branches, um, and it was really hard for me to believe because I kept staring at this thing every <laughs> morning. <laughs> Have you ever heard of anything like that? Well, you know what probably is going on? In your pot, you probably have more than one plant. You probably have a pink plant and a white plant, and they just were not blooming at the same time. Oh, oh yeah. You have put five branches that I've cut from different, from my friend. Oh, okay. Different colors. Yeah, okay. And only one uh, lift. Oh, all right. Uh, well, it is it is unusual, but it does happen where one plant will put out flowers, uh, sometimes even fruit, of different colors or different flavors. And that sometimes, when it happens, is very spontaneous. It's a spontaneous mutation, usually. The common uh, color of oleander, as far as I know, like sort of the, the species color, is that's, pink. That's right. So any other color beyond that would be the selected one. So probably that white double, like you say, it was like a real, you know, rose-like, multi-petaled, was probably the selection, but one branch just went, reverted to wild type and went single pink in terms of flowering. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really, it is pretty interesting when it happens. You know, I always tell the story, pink grapefruit, that's how pink grapefruit happened. There was no such thing as pink grapefruit until one tree in Florida put out one branch and it it was always white grapefruit, right? Uh And that one branch produced pink grapefruit. And it was like like a total spontaneous mutation. Uh And from that point forward, everybody fell in love with the idea of pink grapefruits. And and there was a lot of cloning of that particular branch for many, many years until they were able to select other varieties of pink. But yeah, it's that so often how it happens. Well, you know what? Each branch had about five or six of these, what I called rosy, yeah. multi-petals. Nice. And they were white. And I mean, I gave, I had to cut a couple for older friends of my neighbors on the street, uh, ju- just because they were depressed and I'd bring over a <laughs> branch with six roses on Beautiful. They couldn't believe it. Nice. So anyway, I'm a first-time caller and I'm glad I got oh, through. Oh, wait a minute. Glad just you a called. And I washed my go. fridge while I was waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank I love you it. so much. So, okay, Welcome and thanks Bye-bye. for calling. There's that's Anna. Great. And she Brampton. washed her fridge while she was waiting. Well, like, how about that? How about a multitasker? I've got to love a woman, eh? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it would never Some be a man guy. saying that, ever. 
ever. He'd be like, why did you make me wait for so long? Yeah, I had a cigarette while I was waiting. Yeah, exactly. Mowed the lawn, yeah. When I used to. I don't know. Uh, Uh, We do have a free line right now at 416-360-0740 or anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We've got kind of a cloudy day going, but hopefully uh, over the weekend we'll get some nice sunshiny weather going. You know what? I'm really uh, praying for rain myself. Are you? Oh, yeah. yeah, It's dry, dry. We we need it. Okay. Mm, Gardens need it. We might not, but the (laughs) the gardens do. The Garden City is on the line right now. St. Catharines. Shirley is there. Hi, Shirley. Good morning. Hello, Shirley. I have a question about cutting roses. Mm-hmm. Can I do that now? Uh, yes, you can, but first let's give you your, your uh, wings. Oh, my gosh, Frank's yes. First sleep time at the caller. wheel here. Yes, I'm a first time. There <laughs> we are, my love. There you are. Welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, so you're wanting to cut them back? I do. They're tall roses. Uh-huh. How and tall? they have six stems on the bottom now. Okay. When, was, when did you plant them? I didn't. Oh. I moved into a house, and they were already there. Oh, okay. So probably nobody's pruned them much over the no. years. And how tall are they? Oh, six feet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yep. And were you there last summer? Did you see them blooming? Uh, I did see a few of them blooming. I moved in uh, in July, okay. and there were only a couple blooming. All right. Well, what I would do is I would look very closely at the canes of the roses. Right. Of course, you, the green, shiny canes with, and in your case down in St. Catharines, probably leaves have emerged from mm-hmm. the, the, the live part of the canes. Right. That's typically the keeper part, and then the brown and the black canes are to be removed. Okay. However, if you find that three feet is alive and three feet is dead, I wouldn't just take three feet off. I would be cutting those down pretty hard. I would take them down to about a foot tall if you can. Okay. And take them to a bud or a leaf that is growing to the outside of the plant. Okay. So you're, you're going to encourage growth to the outside rather than the inside. Right. And remove everything that's dead. So if there's some canes that are black or brown right down to ground level, remove those right at ground level. Okay. And fertilize. And fertilize. Yep. When with? we, well, with a, I like a, a good all-purpose rose food myself. Okay. I like granular fertilizers because you can just go in there. You kind of broadcast the granules right. onto the surface of the soil. No digging required. No fooling around. You're good for the rest of the season. Uh, but always fertilize your roses when you're cutting them back in the spring. Okay. And then haul out the hose so that you make sure you didn't. No fertilizer sits on the plant. Right. Good watering. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is great. Thank let, you so much. Um, uh, my pleasure. And you let us know how that goes. And I will. And I do enjoy your show very much. Thank you. Thank Don't you. be a stranger. I won't. <laughs> Alrighty. Bye-bye. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Shirley from St. Catharines. That's and, a great uh, story. So like she only. bought a house with uncared for roses, and she's going to go out there and look after them. I like that. Way to go. I, that's my Taking kind of person. Taking control of the situation. That's right. right. Yes. And Rosa, you know what? I've lived in the same house for 21 years now. I, too, inherited roses. And they're still alive. Like, I look after them. I mean, well, I, I, they know better than to get sick on you. <laughs> well, that's, that's right. They you know. know that composter in the sky <laughs> is going to be their next spot if they don't behave. <laughs> yeah, right. Tom in Scarborough is with us. Hey, Tom, welcome aboard. Yes, well, thank you very much. Um, we've discovered a twig uh, that broke off our rhododendron, mm-hmm. and we're wondering if we can stick it in a little bit of water, if maybe a root would per, uh, produce, and then we can stick it back in the ground. Um, how long is the twig? How big? Um, right. I have to look at my wife. How long is it, dear? Four or five inches? Yeah. She said she's looking about eight inches. Oh, okay. So it probably has multi-leaves on it? Yes. 
Okay. So where each leaf comes off that twig is where roots can grow from. Okay. Okay. So if you wanted to try and propagate that plant and get it to root, what you'd have to do is get yourself not a glass of water, but um, a pot or some kind of a container with either sand in it or perlite or vermiculite, something that will hold moisture, but not Uh just be a soggy mess. So you don't want soil necessarily. You want something that drains well, like I say, like sand or or perlite or vermiculite. Uh You would, with a very nice sharp pair of pruners or secateurs, you would make a new cut on the end of that twig. You would also remove two of the lower leaves Uh with your sharp secateurs. Then you would dip that We would now call that a cutting. You would dip it into water, then you would dip it into some rooting hormone, preferably rooting hormone number three, which is for hardwoods. Then you would tap off the powder. Then you would take that cutting with that powder that was now coating the cut end, and you would jam that into your moist sand, and you would put a little loose bit of saran wrap over top, and you would Mm -hmm. stick it in a... You keep it outside, but you would put it in a shady spot outside, and you would let it be but you would make sure it was always kept moist, but it didn't, like I say, rot and be too soggy. All right. Now, and it's going to take weeks. A couple of buds on it. Do I remove those? Frankly, yes, you do. Okay. You remove. It's the worst thing in the world. But yeah, you take off the flowers because you want energy to go into root formation, not flowers that are just pretty and are useless this year. You need roots this year. Uh, okay. Now, what do I expect? Maybe two, three years before it uh, starts spreading? No. It, well, it, it should start to root within the next six to eight weeks. Once yeah. it's rooted, then you can either put it in a pot or you can put it in the ground where you want it to grow. But it's so tiny, you'll have to you know, put a cage around it or something so you really know where it is. You don't want anybody stepping on it or running it over you know, with a lawnmower. And yeah, it'll take a number of years before it will grow up. It will start to flower. It, you know, it's flowering now, so it, it could certainly flower next year. But the trick is it will take a number of years to grow. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you, Tom. You know, excellent uh, excellent description of how to go about that, Charlie. And I'm just thinking some of the folks out there going, oh, wait, no, okay. Now, what is that? Oh, what are we doing now? What you do, if, <laughs> if you, you run, want to hear that all over again, you can listen to the podcast <laughs> for this show, which will be on our uh, main webpage mm-hmm. at AM740. Look for podcasts. And then I think it takes about four or five days. I think by Wednesday it's usually yeah. up. And yeah. and you just need a computer. You don't need an iPod. Yeah, um, that's just right. any computer. Go to the AM740 website. Go to um, podcasts. Yep. It's right up there at the top. And then pick the garden show. Pick this show. And you can listen to it. You can pause. You can rewind. You can get because all the information again. The excellent description of how to do that. But some folks I know are going, oh, oh too, God, much too much information. <laughs> but that's how to do it, I think. Eh? Meantime. Good uh, idea, Frank. I like that idea. Thank you very much. Uh, it is time once again for us to do a little bit of uh, our soapboxing, you know, get up on the soapbox. and. Well, I hope you're feeling limber enough well, to do I that. Well, I am. And the reason is <laughs> in the morning I take my three little pills of Sierra Sil, as you do yes. as well. Yes, yes. And if I do get sore, because Shirley's got me out in the garden. Uh, oh, you know it, yeah. Oh, God, I've been operating the loppers and everything, you know. Operating the yeah, loppers. The loppers. I yeah. love it. It's like, uh, do you I've have been... your license for that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Law for I, operator uh, license. Yeah. <laughs> and I wound up with uh, muscles I've never used before. Well, there my you go. God. You didn't even know you had them. So I had to get out my Spritzer analgesic spray. spray. He loves and, that. And you tell the folks what the new product is well, from first, Sierra. Well, so. first, I think, you know, that falling out of a pine tree is you just wanted to find those muscles <laughs> so you could go through the pine tree That's smell. That's right. But, yes, uh, newest information, newest product, Sierra Sil Joint Formula Active. So still got the great joint um, pain relief, which we know yep. of from our regular Sierra Sil. The difference is, is that something called Mariva Kirk. Curcumin, yeah, you got me going. Curcumin has been added to this, and it is uh, even more effective at reducing pain. More effective, apparently, than your basic aspirin. So that's uh, so that's a dual thing going on in this brand new Sierra Sil Joint Formula Active available at any of your health food stores. Anywhere where you can get Sierra Sil, you'll be able to get Sierra Sil Joint Formula Active. Or you can phone them and they'll send it to you, or you can order on the web. So, of course, the phone number is one eight seven seven joint 14 and the web is sierrasill.com. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And we're all set to have a word with Teresa in Tirana. Hello, (laughs) Teresa. How are you this morning? Oh, hi. Yeah. Good morning. I'm good. Thank you. I'm just calling because I have a Judas tree, Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful in bloom. Mm -hmm. Happy. Why is it such a rare tree? I don't see it in many gardens. And for sure it's a Judas tree, or is it a Circus canadensis? It's a Judas tree because years ago I cut a little piece off uh-huh. my daughter's, uh-huh. and oh. I took the Sheridan. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they told me it was a red bud or a Judas tree. Okay. Right. So that's, that's where it gets confusing. All right. So red bud is a common name. Yeah. In, in Ontario, yeah. for Circus canadensis. Yeah. Judas tree, which I'm actually uh, currently just trying to figure out what's the difference between Circus canadensis and Circus siliquastrum, which uh-huh. is what Judas tree is. Yeah. Uh, I think, see, it's from, it's a same idea, right? Small, deciduous tree, beautiful pink flowers that yeah. grow right, right tight against the bark. That's right. And, and actually, yeah, they're amazing when they're in bloom because it, there's no leaves on the tree and it's just like a gray bark tree. And then all of a sudden, the whole profile of the tree is pink. Like wow. right down, yeah. it can be right down to the ground, but every yeah. branch is just solid, bright, bright pink, beautiful, beautiful trees. Yeah. But I think that Circus siliquastrum or Judas tree is not hardy here. I think that what you probably have, because you're in Toronto, is Circus canadensis, which, mm-hmm. as we're saying, is commonly referred to as red bud. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not as rare as you think. It has become more common in the industry in the last 15, 20 years, but it is a zone six plant. So Circus canadensis is still zone six, which is Toronto and south of here. Mm-hmm. Even where I live in Richmond Hill, yeah. Circus canadensis is of questionable hardiness and its ability to survive might be there but it will not do amazing flowering i i just i live at on those and steels oh dear yeah okay and you're covered in flowers so that's great that's wonderful and then later in the year later when the flowers fall off it gets a heart shaped leaf yes and you have ones with green leaves or purple leaves 
green. Green, yeah. Very, very nice tree. And it's not that... I'll tell you, though, one time I was in Chatham, Ontario, right around... Well, I guess it would have been a little earlier, like early May, a few years ago, or a number of years ago, and that's when I first saw a Circus canadensis, or a red bud, yeah. that was... Probably 30 to 40 feet tall and in full bloom. Absolutely amazing. Right. And you won't see that in Toronto, and you sure won't see it at Don Mills and Steele's. The tallest your tree will ever get is maybe 12 feet. You'll be lucky for 12 feet. tall enough. Yeah. It's a small tree here. But move down to Chatham, and you can have a big one. So it's it's all the hardiness thing, right? Because we just can't deal with the winters are a little too extreme, but it's a lovely, lovely tree. And it, it grew from a seed under my daughter. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Thank Excellent. you very much. Good Thank story. You, Thanks for calling. Are you a first-time caller? Yes. Oh, well, now, we didn't. We hey, need just a second. Wings. Need to get your wings. Wings sir. for you and your daughter. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Double wings. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for calling. Thanks so very much. And uh, we're up against the clock again here. Son of a gun. But I want to clear the decks to make sure we have room to talk to Betty and Carol, who are on the line. So let's take our little commercial break right now and come back with Charlie Dobbin on The Garden Show from AM740 Zuma Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And here we are. Okay, so we're giggling because Frank couldn't pronounce a Latin name. And I said, well, you went to school before me. Didn't you study Latin? And then Frank launched into how he took his homework into school on a stone tablet. Chiseling my work at home there. Bang, clang. Oh, all right. Well, I think you need to study some more. Get, get on that. Get on that. All right. <laughs> Betty, help me out here from Hamilton. Hi, and welcome to the show. Hi. I'd like to know if it's safe enough for me to plant my geraniums that I've been babying all winter long. Aw, good to hear. Um, you know what? Since you've been babying them all winter, I would not, or I would not plant them yet, but oh, I would definitely okay. take them outside. Have when, you, when should I put them in? Well, have you started taking them outside to the real well, world? They're on my, uh, my what I call my screened-in porch, but it's glass all okay. the way around. All right. So they're sitting there. All right. So now today, if you can, you take them out for a visit outside, okay. off the screen porch into the real world, but leave them in the shade, preferably out of the wind and out of the sun for the day. Bring them in tonight. Tomorrow, same thing, out, and slowly over the next 10 days, you're going to introduce them to sun and wind, but you're not going to start with sun and wind. It's just going to be this, it's called hardening off, where we slowly take those little little tender babies and uh, let them find out what the real world is all about before you plant them outside. Okay, well, these really aren't tender babies. These were grown from roots, not cuttings. Oh, that's fine. No, you know, it's just that they're tender in the sense that the green leaves on them have not ever actually had true sunlight on those leaves, and they will burn. They will get get all sunburned if you take them straight out and plant them in the sun today. Right. So that's why it is a slow process so that the chlorophyll inside the leaves can prepare for that intense brightness and the intensity of the light that's going to hit those leaves once you put them in their sunny location outside. Uh-huh. Okay, and even now the wind is hard. the west, so they don't get, get the afternoon sun. That's good, but that's a very intense hot sun. Right. Okay, and those well, leaves. thank you ever so much. You're very welcome. Thank Bye-bye. you, Betty. All Bye-bye. Right. Uh, boy, we're cleaning up the coals here. Yeah. Uh, aren't we? Uh, aren't we? <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank, no one called about nematodes. Son of a gun. Uh, Carol. Somebody, in, please, <laughs> call about nematodes. Carol in, in Oshawa, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. First time caller. Oh, oh, oh here we go. your job. Thank there we you are. So very much. I, we enjoy your garden show very much. My husband and I both listen to it as often as possible. Thank you. Thank you. We have a question about corn gluten. Mm-hmm. It's added uh, to fertilizers, uh, I believe, as a weed killer. Uh, yep. And what I was wondering, can we simply go and buy corn meal or corn gluten meal from the bulk store? Is it the same? Is it the same thing? And would it would it work in the same way? Uh, yes, if you could buy it. I'm just not sure if you can buy corn gluten. Now, it's not corn meal. It's not corn flour. It's corn gluten. It is a byproduct of the corn industry. So the corn oil and corn flours and corn meal, corn gluten is a byproduct. Okay, so it would not be in the... the uh cooking sections in the, in the in this bulk store or anything that we could apply? don't think so. I don't think so. It's a good question, though. I wonder. I mean, we could... Uh, I'll try a quick Google to see if you can just buy mm-hmm. plain old corn gluten. But remember what it is. It's it, When we say it's a weed killer, it doesn't actually kill weeds. What corn gluten does is it limits any seeds from germinating. Mm-hmm. So why that's a good thing is because there are weed seeds sitting in your lawn right now that have blown in from somewhere else. Could be crabgrass seeds, could be dandelion seeds, but they're just sitting there waiting for a nice, some nice rain to fall and then they're going to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you apply corn gluten to the surface of the soil where these little tiny minuscule seeds are sitting, those seeds will not grow, even with rain and all the, you know, the right things. Mm-hmm. So it, it, corn gluten just magically inhibits the germination, but it's the germination of all seeds, even grass seeds. Oh, that's not good. Right. So <laughs> that's, that's the important good. thing to remember, that if you're planning to top dress and overseed your lawn, mm-hmm. which many people are doing at this time of year, corn gluten will stop your grass seeds from growing. We just did that yesterday, so we'll, there we'll you go. take that advice. Don't Thank you very be much, Don't even thinking about oh, okay. corn gluten for the next six weeks. But you can use corn gluten once the seeds have germinated. Mm-hmm. You can uh, use the corn gluten because, remember, once the dandelions flower, all those little beautiful puffballs start shooting out dandelion seeds everywhere. And we always have, like, a second crop, usually in early July, of dandelions. Mm-hmm. So it's appropriate to use corn gluten at that time of year as well. Okay. All right. So I'll do some more research on that. And can you find, uh, could you possibly let me know if that gluten is available? I I can do a quick search in the next three minutes. (laughs) Yeah, if if we have time. Yes, Uh, we have time. Otherwise, it'll be a next week thing. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. they throw me off the air at 10. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I would stay, but... We're, we're throwing her under they, the bus. They, they cut <laughs> me off. they'd leave you on longer. I know. I agree. <laughs> well, the boys at uh, Dave's Corner Garage wouldn't like that very much. No. My gosh, no. <laughs> thank <laughs> you very, very much you for your welcome. information, you're, you're Charlie. And hello, Frank. And thank you very much, too. Thank you, Carol. And we'll <laughs> call again. Just, All right, we only hey. have time for actually a comment that I want to get Sebastian on the air. Can you go to air? Just tell the guys to hold it down for just a second. Second, uh, Sebastian, yeah, uh, Sebastian uh, was out to High Park. Yes. And you discovered or saw some really nutty people doing what? 
They were just, they're shaking the branches of the blossom trees and all the blossoms were falling off. How are other people supposed to enjoy the trees if you're getting rid of all the blossoms? That's exactly right. So I wouldn't, if you see this or you happen to be in a high park or lucky enough to get in there <laughs> when the blossoms are on, don't approach somebody doing that because if they're nutty enough to do that, they'll probably pick a fight with you. But Well, not I, just that. Yeah, so yeah, don't no. touch, like leave the yeah, trees alone. Leave them alone. They're just, they're trees. Enjoy yeah. them. Take pictures, but leave, don't Crazy. touch them. People, I'm telling you. I know. It's All true. Right. So well, there. I, I got to stir the pot. <laughs> Steve <laughs> Scheiman in the next room is stirring the pot, Proctor. There you go. Stirring yeah. the pot. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> getting, it, getting it all raked up. Well, I'm telling you. Uh, I'm nobody better in spreading fertilizer than yours truly. I That's can true. You that. That's true. Yeah. All right. So we, I, we don't think we have time. All right. So the question, I'll just answer question. Diane's question yes. without even saying hello to her. But hello, Diane. Hi, Diane. Diane's calling from New Hamburg. She's wondering when to prune a pussy willow tree. Anytime. Actually, about once a week <laughs> because they grow so fast. But yes, I mean, enjoy the pussies, which is what's been on them now. But yeah, cut it right back and uh, and recognize that it may need another trimming in another six weeks or so because they grow so okay. fast. Okay. Well, I'm getting the word now from Sebastian saying, get out. Well, <laughs> we got seconds. Thank you very We've much. We got seconds. Okay, so, um, um, yes. Calm down. Yeah. Just calm down. Enjoy this beautiful yeah. weather. Enjoy Mother's Day tomorrow. A big shout out to all the mothers. Good Happy on you. Happy Mother's Day, one and all. Yes. And uh, a shout out to Andy, whose name I now know. He lives on Springdale Boulevard. And also Neil, our boxwood friend. A shout out to him. So, <laughs> yes. and thank you to our great Sharpest callers. Hole in the shed. Yes, yes, exactly. Thank you to the wonderful callers. Couldn't have such a good show without you. And thank you, Frank, again. See you all again next week. The Garden Show is brought to you by The Urban Nature Store. Everything for folks who love wild birds. Six GTA locations including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.